So I want you to imagine for a moment that you are headed on a walk down the beach. It's beautiful out and you stumble across a ginormous shark tooth four inches in length that belonged to a killing machine back in the day. That happened to not, not just one time, that happened twice to our guest today. And we're going to talk to him about all this craziness. Welcome to Florida's Fourth Estate. My name is Matt Austin. And I'm Ginger Gadsden. You know, I also like long walks on the beach, <laughs> poetry, wine. But I don't even know if I would recognize that that's what I had come across. Because once you see it, I saw it. And I'm like, would I pick that up? I would think that's some kind of like shale or I, I don't know. But uh, our guest is Jacob Danner. And he has found this giant, it's four, the last one you found, Jacob, welcome, first of all, was four inches. <laughs> and you found one a couple of weeks before that, uh, that was three inches. Right. Yeah. Okay. Tell us a little bit about how you got started and interested in this, because this is not your first rodeo with finding shark teeth. No. Well, it's good to be here on this podcast with you both. And, uh, so I, uh, I had never found a shark's tooth before I moved to Fernandina Beach, March of 2020. Uh, I've lived in Jacksonville half of my life and uh, you know, been to the beach a lot, but never found shark's teeth. I was kind of like the elusive shape that you just don't recognize. And uh, so uh, two days after I first moved to Fernandina Beach, I found my first shark's tooth. It was it was a, a little small one, so it was like a, a microlodon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know the thrill. I mean, gosh, this stuff. I've always been fascinated since I was a child with with fossils and dinosaurs, and of course treasures. That whole Indiana Jones thing, you know, finding secrets of, in caves and all of that. But uh, you know, so uh, you know the things that you find at the beach. There's just great shells. Uh, pieces of driftwood, coral, even bones uh, from parts of animals from the sea and on the land. And uh, so it's always fascinating. Plus, you know, going out and watching sunrise, you know, I, I've been living here on the beach now because of COVID. I, I, I only came for a month and now here it is, what, a year and three <laughs> months later, I'm still here. And even this morning and yesterday morning, going out, uh, 6.30 in the morning to see the sunrise. And you know what? If you don't find a shark's tooth, you still get the beach, right? The ocean, <laughs> uh, yeah. the amazing Not view here. Yeah. Sounds of the sea, the smells, the birds, uh, pelicans, squadrons, you know, hovering out. Occasionally you see a whale or a dolphin and, you know, interesting people. So, Absolutely. Uh, uh, anyway, so I found lots of shark's teeth in this year of being here. Uh, but, you know, hearing about the megalodon, that's like the top of the totem pole. That's like the the thing that you everyone that hunts for those things aspires to. Uh, that yeah. gold, the pirate gold doubloon, you know, or something. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't found one of those yet. You know? okay, yeah, I, I believe you probably will because you've Maybe. been so lucky with this. And the last one you found was after Elsa came through and the stirred morning. things up. Is that right? Yep. Uh-huh. Yes, the first one was June 17th, the three inch one. It was out at sunrise and um, and I'm wandering along the beach, you know, just casually looking down, not like 
some, you got people out here that get on their hands and knees and they have high intensity flashlights and magnifying glass. I mean, all sorts of contraptions. Oh. Everybody's got their, their stick, you know, that they use. But me, you know, I'm just, you know, casually looking. And uh, both of these teeth, I found they were probably only about 30% visible. But there's some telltale things about it that I, that makes you turn your head and say, okay, I need to explore that. And just took my foot and just kind of kicked away uh, and unearthed it. And I'm like, I look. And it's like walking down the street and finding a $100 bill. What's the first thing? You grab it, but then you look around. Like, who you saw that? feel like a bank robber or something like that. <laughs> you know, like you're doing something wrong. And it's like, you know, somebody's seeing me. And it's like, so you pick it up. And I, I twirled it around a few times. and and But I looked and my surroundings just to say, is this real? Am I really here? Is this really happening? So, you know, that that was fun. That whole thing, I'm six years old again, and finding those treasures that, you know, you put in your jar and you keep, and, you know, 50 years later, you still have that jar full of arrowheads and, and all sorts of interesting things. So where, so who was around? Was anybody around on the beach? Did anybody see you scream or get excited about this? <laughs> It, uh, it took a few minutes because usually that early people, especially just just beachgoers, you know, they're out there for the sun. You know, they're getting their tan and all that. So it's those hardy souls that want to go out and the, the sun worshipers that are out there. And they're they're like those great uh, marine iguanas in the Galapagos. You know, they're sitting <laughs> reaching for the sun to, to warm up their bodies. You got those those kind of uh, beachgoers here. Uh, but. And there are people out walking their dogs, and uh, I see a lot of the same, you know, people every day, the usual suspects. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it tend, especially during most of COVID, sometimes I'd be out there, and as far as I could see in either direction, I'd see nobody. Wow. So All to yourself. That's wonderful. Uh, you, know, it, uh, you know, that's when I like it the best. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know you say that there are telltale signs. Do tell. What are those signs? When you see one. Oh, I usually charge money for this, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, well, there's certain certain things that, uh, you know, as you as you start collecting shark's teeth, you see, I mean, there's like the shine, the certain texture. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, they almost look like, uh, you know, the Chinese stars, like a uh, shuriken. What do they call those that, uh, you know, the, oh, the, the ones you throw? Yeah. So this, this has like a version of that, you know, it's like, but it's triangular, it has triangular points. And, uh, you know, so this is just a bigger version of the little ones that are only a quarter of an inch. So if you can see one a quarter of an inch, what about a three inch or a four inch, <laughs> right? The bigger they are, they probably tend to be buried more, okay? Because the yeah. heavier are gonna be, you know, the little ones are gonna be able to be moved by, you know, lesser wave action or stuff like that. So, um, but, you know, I, uh, I, I didn't see anybody around me. But what's been interesting is this story has just literally gone all over the world. I've got people from all sorts of countries reaching out on Instagram and Facebook, wanting to be friends and wanting to know if I would sell these and uh, where did I find it and what are the tips and stuff. So it's it's been interesting. But uh, <clears throat> I. Uh, uh, yesterday I was out, I found a little shark's tooth and there was this uh, woman, she was there from Atlanta, she rented a place for a week here and she was there with her daughter and her little granddaughter. And I, you know, I watched people and I saw the, the young girl, she's probably like eight years old, 
she had a big Ziploc bag and all kinds of little shells in there. And they're looking and uh, and I saw them. I said, finding treasures, huh? And they go, yeah. I said, you find any shark's teeth? They go, no, we have not found any of those. And I handed her the little shark's tooth that I found. And I said, here, put this in your collection. Of course, they're like, oh my goodness. <laughs> you know. But, uh, you know, so it's fun to, to me, things like that, it's fun to share. I got people up here that kind of said, you shouldn't have told people that, we, you know, because they want to keep it to themselves. It's like uh, that gold mine, you know, you don't want anybody to know where you're getting your stuff. Uh, but for me, it's just, it's part of the, the joy of living, the joie de vivre that you want to share, right? <laughs> yeah. Joy's not shared, only half enjoyed, right? So Correct. it's like, you know, spread it around. I want to impact and inspire future generations of beachcombers, of shark tooth hunters, of the adventurers out there, you know, that enjoy life. We all need some good news, you know, Gus, we, the way life has been this last year, you know, we could use some good news. We could use some inspiration and beauty in our lives, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love the positivity you bring, and I love that you've been able to keep that now that you've gone viral and uh, there's all sorts of terrible. I was reading some of the comments of people on the stories that were done about you. So I want to ask you we about call that. We trolls. Yeah, the trolls, which we just discussed <laughs> last week on our show. In fact, the haters, um, the haters is like they're fake. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So that's what I'm seeing. Oh, how can you guys believe him that he actually found these? What do you have to say to those who say that you just made it up that you didn't really find them? You know, not a dent. <laughs> water on a duck's back it's like it, it, you know it doesn't their comments don't say anything about me it says something about them and if that's who they are and that's who they want to be in the world well more power to them if that's uh if that's how they get by me you know i'm gonna reach in with both hands and find all the beauty and grace and love and wonder that i can find and i'm gonna just pull it in and share it with enthusiasm, mm -hmm. you know, with joy, with laughter. I want to do my dance. I want to sing my song. And, uh, you know, right? You know how it should be? Yeah, we, we should hang out with this guy. You are, <laughs> I mean, you are a ray of light. I feel like because you haven't even been doing this for a very long time. And here you are. It's like lightning striking twice. And I feel like it, it found you because you are the person who would share it. Whereas what good would it do for someone to find something like that and then keep it to themselves? The word, you know, people want to know about this kind of adventure and this sort of thing. Well, I, I agree. And, you know, I used to love my art gallery that I had. I had all sorts of historic pieces, things from the Renaissance, original Raphael's, Albert Dewar's, uh, you know, whether it was painting or whether it was old coins or illuminated manuscripts. Uh, I used to love to bring people through and like two thirds of the time, you know, I'm doing free tours, you know, not selling anything. People loved it. But, you know, it's like that's just part of the, the joy of being able to share that it is a beautiful and wonderful world. But sometimes, you know what, you have to really dig for it mm -hmm. and you have to hold out for it, hold your heart open. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, from an early age, I mean, from infancy, we learn how to insulate ourselves from pain and from discomfort and irritation. And, you know, we and over the years, we build up these layers that insulate us from pain. We protect ourselves, right? Well, the same thing that protects us from pain and irritation, also, it protects us from wonder and surprise 
and delight and ultimate joy because we are hardened, we're calloused. So I think sometimes the process of <clears throat> being able to move back to a place where your heart is renewed, um, where you can recover that childlike wonder, it means that you have to be vulnerable again. You have to be willing to be hurt. You have to risk. Uh, and so, you know, what? I love staring into the abyss and getting out whatever is there. I want to feel every bit of it. And that's why for me, whether it's the big megalodon tooth or that little quarter inch tooth or an interesting shape of a shell, I'm still that little kid that is just giggling inside and just shuddering and wants to just... <laughs> Okay. You know, so you're, I you're, thought we were going to talk about a megalodon tooth today. I'm feeling I'm we're talking about a guy. Of life. We're talking about a guy here. And so, that, okay, so we have to dig into you a little more because I normally I feel like when I meet someone for five seconds, I know who they are. I'm totally confused by you. Okay. And, and your, your history is you were an Episcopal priest, right? Who's traveled the entire world. And so you've got to tell me, like, what? how did you, who is this person I'm looking at right now who's now kind of like a single guy who loves to cook and uh, is living in, at a, in Amelia Island? Like, what is going on right now? <laughs> well, you know, it just, uh, it's just, it's uh, the time of life where um, I realized that whatever I want to do, I better get to doing it. You know, all the things that all through your life, I'll do this someday. Someday I'm going to go there. Someday I'm going to try this. Someday I'm going to parachute. Someday, you know, it's like, well, the older you get, um, those days, uh, there's fewer ahead than there are behind. And uh, so as you get older, you a lot of times you not only have the will, you have the means, you know. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. But I am definitely a Renaissance guy. I was always a person that from a young age that... I had this insatiable appetite for learning and for discovery. And I thought before the internet, before Al Gore came along, you know, and enlightened us all, <laughs> we had libraries right? and you had to walk to them and check books out. And every week I was going, getting an armful of books across multiple disciplines and I had all this incredible self-directed reading. And I always thought if there's something that I wanted to learn how to do, I could I could do that by reading books that there was somewhere out there that I could try. And I didn't mind failing. You know, that's part of what I can learn how to make a light bulb, right? You fail like 2000 times like Edison. And then you finally, you know, he said he didn't fail. He just uh, said he just found there were those ways that didn't result <laughs> in a light bulb. In light. But you, know, you can't give up. You have to keep trying. You know, I think, you know, I do believe in the, the idea of, the, of redefining the impossible, you know, that the process of overcoming in your life is redefining the impossible. If you think about it, that all through life, we are doing things that at one point in our life, we thought we would never do. The idea of, a, of an infant when you're coming out, the idea that you could talk, the idea that you could walk, impossible at birth, but what, through a process of time and growth and discovery, you learn that you can do things and you try things, you find a way through, find a way over, around, under, whatever, or just bust right through the middle of it. And, uh, and I think that 
All of this waits for us. We are all, I believe, infused with these incredible gifts and capacities in our lives. And if we're not lazy, uh, if we're not uh, intimidated, then we will learn how to develop those things, discover them, develop them, and then deploy them to bring about something positive in the world. And so I love the idea of creativity. And I think all of us have it. People go, oh, I could never be like you. Well, you know what? You could be just like you, though. You know, there's things that you have. You know, try. Get out there and do. Reach for it. Ask for help. Surround yourself with people that can encourage you, lift you up, not beat you down and discourage you, right? I feel like I'm listening to what I'm going to now call a shark's tooth sermon. <laughs> which is, <laughs> you you got us here under Taking the guise. Taking you to church, girl. <laughs> like, yes, amen. Uh, you got us here under the guise of talking about this megalodon tooth, right? And so it's just so fascinating hearing that because it really is a, a, a great big circle of life and it is what you yeah. make it. So. That, I, I just love your enthusiasm. In yeah, just this, this TED Talk brought to you by Florida's Fourth Estate. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I do want to ask you, though, because in one of the interviews I saw, they were saying that the tooth on this, something that would have a tooth this size would be like 30 feet long? Or what, what have you heard? So the rule of thumb is typically for every inch of tooth, you have 10 feet of fish. Oh, so so a three-inch tooth is a 30-foot shark. Oh, you know, a half-inch tooth is a five-foot shark. Uh, you know, so that's how you tell. So, so your four inches is 40? 40, 40 feet. <laughs> you know, twice the size of a great white shark. You know, you think of the movie Jaws? Well, you know, of course, they did a movie called The Meg. Uh, oh, I thought that movie with Jason Stratham, though. I wasn't going to bring it up, but you did. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, there's places. Uh, I, I, I remember when I first started coming down here and discovering about shark's teeth there's a little there's all sorts of little souvenir shops here in, in uh, downtown Fernandina and I went in one of them they said uh, well they have a, a they have this postcard you can pick up and and basically it uh, has all of the you know some of the common shark's teeth that you can find uh, here uh, in this area and so you know I thought okay you know so not just finding a shark's tooth but what kind of a shark did it come from this big one in the center is a great white shark. So what's interesting is <laughs> I found oh. a great white shark that like, it's just like, oh, perfect. Wow. So there's another one I found is a two inch great white shark. And uh, I found another uh, two inch. Uh, this one is a mako shark. Uh, and you can even discover, did it come from the right side, left side, upper, lower? So. Uh, Interesting. Wow. Uh, I found fragments of megalodons, which uh, shark tooth hunters affectionately say fragalodon. So <laughs> this, this, oh, is, this wow. is, you know, it's a piece of it. You can see that that kind of like uh, that shine, that sort of texture mm -hmm. that I was talking about before that, you know, all of a sudden catches your, your eye. It looks different than a shell. Um, but do you have the big boy? Do you have the big four incher over there? <clears throat> there it is. Good gracious. 
course, I got I got to get this and and put a nice gold chain on it and unbutton. Put my necklace with the lion's claw. Yeah, <laughs> the ring with the eye of the tiger. Yes. You will be peeling the ladies off of you, sir. And that is for sure. <laughs> You know, it's interesting because you're on Amelia Island. You know, Venice Beach, Florida, or Venice, Florida, is like known as the shark tooth capital. Really? Wow. Yeah. You need to visit there because I would like to see what attracts itself to you because you seem to just find these things. I can't even imagine what you would find there. Um, Well, what was interesting is the end of March I left uh, because I couldn't travel internationally. uh, in fact, last fall, October, November, I, I flew out to L.A. and decided to rent a car and drive back. I took a month to drive back across the country and visited nine national parks. And that that made me want to add visiting all national parks to my bucket list. Mm. Besides every nation, every state, you know, bungee jumping, I mean, all, all the kinds of things. But uh, um but I left March and I drove over 15,000 miles, 28 states, 17 national parks. And when I came through South Dakota, uh, I was in the Badlands and saw all kinds of incredible things there. But there was a river uh, about 15 miles away from the, the national park. And I just started wandering around the shore of the river and I found these giant uh, clam. There were clam or bivalve uh, fossils that were from anywhere from 25 to 90 million years old. Wow. Um, you know, I found a segment of an ammonite that were like 35 to 90 million years old when that part of the of North America was all ocean. So I did wildlife photography, just all the beauty. I visited May, my birthday week, to the Willamette Valley, drinking wine. And, you know, it's just, even though you can't travel internationally, you know, whether you go across the country or across your city or in your neighborhood, there's parks, there's great places to walk. So anyway. I thought uh, you were going to tell us you found a megalodon tooth out there and I was going to (laughs) start to doubt your story. I was like, okay, maybe I'm going to go over to the troll side. Factor, right? (laughs) (laughs) Think up some trees? No. I'd like to find the whole body, you know, but of course the problem is, is shark is mostly cartilage. So that all dissolves away, you know, and it's only left with the hard bone of the, the jaw and the teeth, you know, so maybe some fins, but. Well, Jacob Danner, I have found this conversation. We just went down roads. I didn't know we were going to go down, and I'm so glad we did. Uh, you're a it. fascinating <laughs> human, don't you think, Gigi? Oh, I loved it. I, on, you know me. I, I love anyone who has a good, positive message and can put good energy out into the world. And, man, do you ever. He's so got it in you. buckets, I, doesn't he? Yeah, well, I like, yeah, I like our, our interchange. It was very vibrant and uh, <laughs> great to hang out. All right, yeah, Jacob yeah. Danner, I'm looking fine. forward to the day you find a maybe a six-inch uh, megalodon tooth so we can prove they were 60 feet. Uh, who knows? <laughs> Whatever stuff you're going to find out there, you report back to us. Uh, we we loved this episode and the energy you bring. So don't listen Thanks, to the haters Thanks, and uh, enjoy those walks on the beach. <laughs> I resisted from even responding to them on there. I'm like, you know, hey. Good, good. 
Yeah. I'm over the rainbow. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> That's, great. That's great. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Well, this has been delightful. Thank you for your time, Jacob. We really appreciate it. Sure. Have a good one. You this too. Is another edition of Florida's Fourth Estate. Have yourself an awesome week. We'll be back with another one next week. Bye-bye.